This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deardo with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Helen Johnson, Regional Chief Operating Officer at University of Michigan Health. Helen, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Laura. I'm, I'm so happy to be here with you today. Now, I'm looking forward to learning more about what you're doing at University of Michigan Health and some of the big things ahead. But before we dive into my broader questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, absolutely. People probably want to know who is this person that you're talking to and what is her background? So, I have been in healthcare for 30 years across the state of Michigan, came up through the ranks as, a, as an RN, and have worked all the way from Marquette, Petoskey, Manistee, and now I'm down here in the Lansing area, and it's exciting. I've worked for Sparrow uh, for two and a half years, and then Sparrow was acquired by University of Michigan in April of this year in 2023. So just recently got this promotion in the last four weeks to the regional chief operating officer and excited to be here at, at such an evolutionary time for the University of Michigan. That's fantastic to hear, you know, and, and what a big opportunity to come in and be the chief operating officer of a, a large um, health system as it grows and develops. And, you know, I know some organizations are, um, you know, really trying to figure out where their chief operating officer role is going to go and how it's going to look. And, you know, when you think about your main accountabilities and priorities right now, what's top of mind for you? What do you really see as being um, important for you as a regional COO? Yeah. So the region that I am over consists of all of Sparrow's le- legacy hospitals. So you would say um, all of their community hospitals from Carson City, Ionia, Eaton, St. John. And then we do have a 30 bed LTAC. And then also our hospital over in the Grand Rapids area. So uh, all of that oversight, working with those uh, boards, and then certainly working on facilities. The interesting part is when you when you bring in these legacy systems, you know, we were competitors before and, and we probably had some overlap in some of our markets. So uh, cleaning that up and, and making sure that we're all rowing in the same direction now, that we're aligning our priorities that is where I see the, the nexus of, of this role kind of jumping off is, is making sure that those connections are made between the, you know, 11 hospitals. Um, we have 47,000 team members. So certainly not all of those people are on my team, but a big portion of the COO is, is making sure that we're connecting to the right people and um, giving line of sight to what might be happening in my region and how to do that in the most efficient way. 
Absolutely. That's fascinating to hear. And, you know, just so interesting, uh, that transition of going from, in some places, competitors to now being part of the same system, needing to align and needing Mm -hmm. to, you know, really leverage synergies and and figure out how you can work together. Um, How do you do that both from the operational side as well as the people side? I I can imagine, you know, it each has their own difficulties or or challenges, but also obviously is very rewarding once you get it done. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, in healthcare, I mean, I think there's a a few big buckets, right? There's the clinical bucket where we're all looking at um, how do we help each other? How do we um, find each other's edges and and come together? And where do we have that overlap? And then there's the finance bucket. Um, You know, nobody's sitting around with millions of dollars in their operating margin, billions of dollars in their operating margin anymore. At least very few people are. And how do we make that more sustainable? And then there's the culture piece that you mentioned, the people piece. Um, Block M, you know, we're bringing the Block M to East Lansing. There's that whole Big Ten thing that we're trying to navigate also. And uh, I, I think the one thing that University of Michigan has going for it that is, it's it's recognized as the number one health system in the state of Michigan. And And when you bring it back to that, who doesn't want to be on that team? I mean, that's really exciting. And finding ways to bring some of those really specialized clinical services, get that access into mid-Michigan, get that access into West Michigan and into some of our smaller rural communities. I I think we are going to be in the long run a very attractive model to be that leading statewide health system in the state of Michigan. Absolutely. That's awesome to hear, you know, and really looking forward and ahead to to that goal of becoming the leading health system in Michigan. How do you see the organization evolving and growing over the next two to three years? What do you see as being different and where are things headed in service of that goal? Yeah, I, I mean, quality is always number one, making sure that we're giving the highest quality of care to our communities, making sure that Uh, This model has sustainability and permanence that is not reliant on individuals, but is robust enough to maintain itself. Um, So that's hardwiring a lot of standards in there. Um, And again, we're bringing together some very different communities. We have an academic quaternary center. We have the large tertiary level one trauma center in Lansing. And then we have some of our smaller community hospitals and um, that integrated care is, is very interesting, but making sure that we're, we're making that plugged in at the right areas for all of our different communities. And then, you know, going forward, we're seeing a lot of that Laura of the affiliations and the, the integration. So how do we, how do we create that structure so that other health systems who are potentially considering these sorts of partnerships would be really enthusiastic about joining Michigan Medicine. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, when you're looking out there for additional partnerships or other collaborations and and potentially bringing others into the organization, um, what do you really see as being most beneficial? How do you identify those um, who 
maybe on next up, I guess, to, to become part of the larger network and, and then really make sure that you're in a great spot to, um, to have that, them come in and, and make that as smooth as possible. Yeah, I mean, there's um, certainly conversations, I think, that are going on that are beyond my ability to expound on. But I've been around the state of Michigan and seen a lot of integrations. And I think the one thing that you're always looking for, whether you're acquiring or being acquired, is do we have the same mission? Mission? Do we have the same vision? Do we are we focused on the right things together? Um, our healthcare systems uh, across the state are all have a little different flavor to them. So I, I think what Michigan Medicine is looking for are, are those people that want to align with, you know, some of some of that clinical expertise and highest quality that Michigan can deliver. And you know, we're going to be looking into different parts of the state that might be interested in that. And there's always um, you don't have to go fully integrated. I think sometimes with these, with these deals, with these relationships, sometimes it's just a partnership or a joint venture of different ways to see if there's synergy between, like you said, that synergy between uh, the different systems. That makes a lot of sense. And definitely, you know, many opportunities, I keep hearing that idea of being creative with partnerships and in, in, in the ways that you're working with others um, as being critical to healthcare today and just making, expanding access to care and making it work for everybody. Yes. And um, I think some people look at you're either wholly independent or you're wholly owned. And there's a, there's a whole gradient of opportunities in between that. And I think it's it's going to be unique and individual depending upon which market you're in. Absolutely. That's such a great point. And, you know, I really feel like you've made a lot of talked a lot about some really great aspects of healthcare and, and some high level things on the um, executive and administrative side. And I know you're just a few weeks into your new role here, but could you talk about um, throughout your career what it, one change or, or development that your team has made um, that's really yielded some great results? We'd just love to hear from you. Um, what is an example of something to share with sure. our listeners? Yeah. And, and one thing that I'm really proud of in the two and a half years that I've been here with Sparrow uh, prior to our integration with Michigan Medicine, uh, Sparrow itself had that larger hospital in the Lansing area and then four community hospitals out in different areas around uh, different counties. And utilizing those smaller community hospital and critical access hospitals really to their highest capacity, those hospitals have a lot of fixed cost. And I'm, I'm talking to other systems even, like this is something that we should be looking at. Um, using and really getting those smaller community hospitals up to their, their highest potential. So you're spreading that volume out to them, uh, even with lateral transfers. And we did a lot of that here at Sparrow, specifically during COVID, but then we've continued on afterwards because there's a ton of fixed cost in those smaller hospitals. And when you push that volume out, all, pretty much all of that revenue drops right to the bottom line. And we've, help, we've helped those community hospitals achieve a double-digit operating margin. So double-digit operating margin in healthcare today is, is pretty unique. So I'm, I'm really proud of, of that. And we got great care out in those communities. And it's a lot of the same hospitalists and ER teams, high-level quality care that's being delivered whether you're in Carson City, 
um, Charlotte, Ionia, Orin Lansing. And um, I, I just thought that that was a, a really great achievement. Absolutely. I know a lot of hospitals would, you know, just love to get some of those results and, and yeah. be able to build in that way. So um, thank you so much for sharing that. that that's that been awesome to hear and definitely, you know, really, really helpful to understand. Helen, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fun and interesting conversation and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you, Laura. Have a good day. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, to help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm-hmm.